welcome to the, um, what is our podcast called? It is called, um, Functionally Dysfunctional. That is what we're calling it. Mm-hmm. We are making a new podcast because we're bored. It's, it's functional, but dysfunctional. You got the name. That's, that is accurate. <laughs> if you think about it, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely makes so, so much sense. So much sense. Mm-hmm. So, we will be talking about music while Max reads um, CD booklets. Um, I'm getting inspiration, bro. Chill. <laughs> um, we, um, so, I, I'll introduce myself. I am Ethan. I like a lot Ethan. of different music. Hi, Max. I'm, I'm 23 months sober. Um, no. I like a lot of different music. I like my favorite Bring band. Bring this together, Ethan. What? You can do it, Ethan. You're almost there to two years, bro. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so close. Um, <laughs> you are tired. Jesus. Um, bro, it's like past my bedtime. Yeah, nine o'clock. It's late, man. Don't judge, right? <laughs> um, my favorite band would be, I would say, Dismemberment Plan. Seriously? Yeah. I like the first That's... two Weezer albums a lot. They would, if Weezer had made more albums like that, then they'd be one of my favorite bands. <laughs> but they didn't. They didn't, and it's sad. And how about Max, introduce yourself? Uh, hey, I'm Max. Um, I listen to mostly uh, sort of grindcore, uh, hardcore. Um, on this podcast, there'll be a lot of, I think, sort of sludgier, noisier records, um, TT is somewhat of a preview, but, um, I don't know, if I were to say my favorite band, it would, um, jeez, at the moment, it would probably be Full of Hell, uh, I can't, yes, Houston? That Mersbo release, I know you like that. Well, I mean... Murder's Bow is sort of irrelevant on that release. Like, whatever he... His, like, Sister Fawn contribution was, like... It was, like, I... Fantano gave it an 8, but Pitchfork gave it, uh, let's see. Like a 7 or something. No, I mean, whatever. No, it was a 5. That's why I'm only bringing it... That's the only reason I'm bringing it up. <clears throat> yeah, 5.5. Well, but, I mean, Pitchfork, you know, is cool yeah. or whatever, but, um... Okay, can't stop listening to this record. Uh, can't stop listening to their first two either. Uh, looking forward to see what they do next. Um, I saw them in Baltimore just like a couple weeks ago. It was usually one of the best shows you know I've ever seen. Um, but again, irrelevant off topic. Um, There's no, we can go off topic. I feel like sweet. So let me talk about that show. Right. Um, see, so at that show. The first band was, uh, I think the first band might have been Genocide Pact, and they're really cool. I saw them when they opened for, for Morbid Saint at, at an American University sponsored concert, like last year, some, sometime. They were, they were great. Their, uh, their demo tape, which came out on, like, on To Live a Lie from North Carolina, was fantastic. Um, and they put out a 45 on Bad Teeth from Chicago. And that was even better. That was just like true, like old school death metal. Yeah. I'll, uh, like entombed or something, entombed. Um, so that was legit. They were legit. They were good. They were better at Reckon University. Um, uh, after, after Genocide Pact, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, um, the video doesn't record, right, dude? It's just like audio. Yeah, I'm going to take out the video after. All right, please do. Um, it's just the program I downloaded only does video for some reason. All right, all right. Um, so after after Genocide Pact, um, I don't know them played, but uh, I'll get to that later because they're like one of my favorite bands. Um, and their set was brutal. It was fabulous. Um well, yeah. All right. So, yeah, I started packing then, then this band, Homewrecker, which um, they're the new band that A389 has been trying to push pretty hard. 
and they're they're okay. They're, um, they're just sort of crossover from like, like sort of hardcore death metal. Um, they're good. They, they're Worms and Dirt record from like 2011 or 12. I thought was um, was a little more grabbing than uh, than their Circle of Death from like might have been last year 2014. Um, but was the point they they were pretty good. Like I don't need to see them anytime again but they're, yep. they were legit they fit the bill pretty well after them was Noisome and Noisome was just so ridiculous uh, their first album which came out on 8389 in 2013 Agony Defined we, um, album was insane unbelievably repetitive but like I guess it's not a bad thing um it was nine songs of truly like like retro throwback to like eighty five, eighty six, like thrash metal and death metal. Um, you know they're fabulous. They're from Baltimore. You know they're they're like still like you know, eighteen, nineteen years old, um, and they're releasing an album this year, which I think we'll get to in a couple minutes or half an hour. Um, yeah, getting pumped for that. They were. Which that was great. I've seen Noisem a bunch of times. Um, this was packed. Uh, you know, people love Noisem. People are starting to finally hop on the Noisem train, which was sweet. Um, yeah, they're getting. I've heard. I, I I don't know much about them, and I've heard, or like the genre, but I've heard of them. Definitely. Yeah, no. I mean, I tried to get you to listen to one song. What song? Consumed. Uh, the forty-five. Right. Okay. So consumed. Yeah. Then they put out another forty-five on. Um, on A three eighty nine, A side was uh, was consumed, which was a new song, uh, which was definitely one of the most like jugular songs that they've like that they've put out so far. Uh, certainly one of the most moving, I could say. Uh, I was fabulous. I haven't stopped listening to that forty five. Um, so noise them, they were great, and then. Last, certainly not least. Well, I guess not technically last, but was was full of hell, and um, I wasn't really know. I didn't really know what to expect, like out of their set, because because I just sort of like hopped on the full of hell train with this uh, with this new C, this new album of theirs, the this thing they do with Mersbo, and um, but they were truly stupendous. Uh, they were somehow able to like incorporate their their sort of noise elements into their set like somehow they had like a soundboard or whatever that uh, controlled that um but the energy was insane uh lead singer shaved all his all his hair off which was sort of awkward because he was like bald but like other, other than that it was okay um sorry Right. Um, so yeah, full full of hell was fantastic. They were spot on, you know. Yeah. A lot of a lot of their stuff is pretty. Um, the production's like pretty muddy, very not very like undynamic, which is just sort of the nature of the genre. But um, but their sound was very clean, very crisp, at the show, which was you know, it was it was good to hear. Um, I got to sort of stand stand back and watch them. And they, yeah. it was truly a spectacle. And then the last band on the bill was a band called Weekend Nachos, and they're pretty big. They're like they're like power violence, but like not in the real like sort of blue collar sense of power violence. They're very much like power violence for the for the masses, which is a paradox um, in and of itself. But like I don't know, they're they're like not my thing. They're not like hipster enough for me. You know what I mean? They're too mainstream. Um, and so I so I didn't stay for their set, which is like sort of. I don't know, not cool, like a paid full ticket price, but like, whatever, they, they don't interest me that much, they they put out an album called like Still or something, uh-huh. uh, in like 2012 or 13, I think 13, on A3, whatever, whatever, okay, so, 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 where we- were we? Um, I guess we should, we were planning to talk about our favorite albums of 2014 as a way to start. Yes, yes, yes. Um, 
So, how about you? I have a top 10 list. It's not great, because I will honestly... I, I A couple of the albums, I didn't even listen to the full album, honestly. I'm just like, I like most of these songs. Um, no, I know. I read that. Yeah, so, but... Why, why don't you start off, though? Because I just droned on for like 10 minutes about irrelevant <laughs> garbage. Um, I, the first... The, my 10th favorite album, I guess, was Tune Yards, Nicky Knack. It's a fun pop album that's kind of weird and bizarre, but still accessible. I, I liked it a lot. Should spend more time with it. But um, then, Perfect Pussy, Say Yes to Love. That's a fucking great album. Just, have you listened to this? No, dude. I've never. I've like heard of them, but like you might like it. Um, it's and it's really noisy and intense and powerful, and it's short, but it's just like the whole time it's just going full throttle. And it's good. Alright. Proto-Martyr, I think is how you say it. Um, they kind of had a post-punk indie thing. Um, okay, okay. Kind of sound like early Interpol, but not exactly. Um, a lot of, right. A lot of fun. Dark, but not too dark. I like dark. This, okay, now we get to number seven, which is like the... Halloween. <laughs> spooky, spooky. Spooky. Um... For number seven, I feel like it's the... I didn't love last year, musically, but number seven is the first album that I'm, like, really into, was which I, Max hates this band. But Priests, I really like their debut album, Bodies and Control and Money and... Yeah, Power. dude, I saw them open for Parquet Chorus. They were so amazing. did I. Fuck you. Um, I've, I really like this album. I think it's powerful. It's simple, but it's really well done, simply. And Bodies control money power, bro. Yep. Then we go on to Clark. Clark, the self-titled. This 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 is a elect- weird electronic album. That's kind of IDM, kind of not. So it's very it's very well done, very well produced. Um, I don't I can't really talk about it too much because there's just so much it goes into. Um, okay, this is a weird one, but Weezer. Everything will be all right in the end is my fifth favorite album. I didn't haven't liked a Weezer album since Pinkerton, and Sisk, Sisk. this is finally a good Weezer album, and it's really good. I can listen to it more and more, and I'm liking it more and more. Um, then Syro by Apex Twin, amazing IDM album by the Richard D. James. Yo, 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 yo. So you say IDM, and uh, and that reminds me, I'm going to interrupt you. No, no offense. What's going um, on? What 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 is IDM? Because like EDM, EDM right? like, is electronic dance music. IDM is intelligent dance music. It's a stupid term that really? the fans came up with. Really, that describes like kind of complex beats and like weird. St- it's it's like dance music that's not. I can show you some shit. Uh, I mean, like, examples would be FX Twin, Square Pusher, Architecture. Um, I guess Boards of Canada, kind of. I guess did it. I think I'm yeah. You would hate it all. (laughs) No, 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 no. I mean, um, I think I mentioned Dillinger earlier, the Dillinger Escape Plan earlier in this uh, in this podcast, or whatever you call this. I don't know. Uh, They're like, they started out as a sort of like like mathy hardcore band, and they sort of progressed to be a little more like like metalcore emo. Well, still. Well, still, you know, having these ridiculous, like dissonant, uh, like hardcore, mathcore parts. Uh, they in their early days, they uh, when they're transitioning between uh, their first vocalist and their second main vocalist, who they still have, uh, they had Mike Patton uh, as their vocalist for for a four song EP. Uh, Mike Patton from like Faith No More, Mr. Bungle, uh, like Phantom Us, and uh, Tomahawk. Uh, you know, super famous. He's a he's pretty good. He's legendary. He's fantastic. Um, and my point my point is they they did a cover of a uh, Come to Daddy, which is a great on, song. Yeah, yeah, and, and the Dillinger version's even better. Uh, also, uh, I'm gonna look that up for later. Yeah, uh, no, it's truly fantastic. Because uh, that's a crazy song. At the Apex Twin version, is insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Too. It's different. Dillinger did it well. They still play it live, like time to time. It's sort of like a, like a, deep cut fan favorite. But yeah, so, you know, I haven't listened to any like actual Aphex Twin 
to you know, didn't listen to the Syro, but um, intelligent. Um, so I guess number three would be Swans to be Kind. I didn't actually listen to this album because it's very, very long, but it's really good. Um, I've listened to it in pieces. It's incredibly dark, intense, brooding. Um, it goes nowhere but everywhere at all at once. It's Michael Gira is just a genius. I, I think everyone can kind of accept that by now. Um, he just, he hasn't made bad music ever. I mean, Angels of Light is eh, but whatever. We I'll pretend Angels of Light doesn't exist. Um, next I'll go. Um, next I'll go open mic eagle dark comedy. This is an amazing, nerdy, intelligent, fun, sad, funny rap album from Mike Eagle. Um, it's it's so good. Um, it's um, his delivery is so nuanced yet so free and fun. It's it's a great album. Um, he released an EP recently that I enjoyed a lot and um he's and I'm seeing him tomorrow night so that's gonna be fun oh yeah that's that's the uh U Street right yep yep mm, no AL for you so uh, yep <laughs> um I, I have no interest in going to a school dance mm-hmm are you going no dude August just me for uh for some skiing in Colorado, yeah. which is like, which is like, whatever. I mean, if you're gonna go skiing in Colorado, like, I don't blame you. Yeah, that's much better. Uh, than yeah, uh, totally off topic. If like anybody actually listens to this podcast, like, you know, and you're still with us, like after that tangent, <laughs> like, you know, God, you know, I love you. Um, yeah, dude. Speaking of um, Hellfire Club. Which, you know, Milo just want to throw, yeah, just want to throw in plugs for Milo and Bus Driver, you know, the two sort of flagship rappers from Hellfire. I mean, no, and they're both, no can you know. do two. All right, yeah. I mean, um, I, I would add Bus, I, this is a list I did right at the end of the year, so this is not, I, I listened to um, Perfect Hair a bunch of times since then. It's really good. It's so good. Mind bending. It's, it's ridiculously good. I I would have probably put it in this list if I'd listened to it before the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, for the people listening, you know, the opening and the closing tracks, you know, <laughs> the opening track, well, the closing track specifically, Colonize the Moon, it's just too dope. It's, it's too tight. The, the opening track, um, I, the, just the way he comes, is that the opening tr- um on Bus Driver, I don't rap for free. Is that the opening track, or is that... Oh, the, yeah. Yeah, that's so intense. It's just, like, the hor- or the synth just pounding, and his vocals just pounding at the same time. It's so good. My name is, yeah, Retirement Ode. Oh, uh, yeah. He's, I don't rap for free. It's so intense. Jesus Um, God. Speaking of Bus Driver, I found this amazing video, which I will send you, which is um, Bus Driver on a date, like, a shitty dating show. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so funny. He is so tired and awkward. It's hilarious. I, I He's a very awkward man. Yeah. I here, let's see. Um dating show. I'll send it to you. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's a blind date show. It's seven minutes. It's worth definitely worth watching. You can anyone who's actually listening to this can Google it. You bus driver dating show. You can find it. Um Okay, so my top album of last year was Run the Jewels 2. What a surprise. It was everyone's favorite album. It's so good. Killer Mike and LP are beautiful together. They should become gay and marry each other because they're beautiful together and they should be in a loving relationship. Um, no, because they're... Yeah, dude, then they could do that, like, um... Then they could do that thing where, like, they're in love and, like, so they make, like, more beautiful songs like I forget like there's a big deal what you might have been like Taylor Swift or something when she like finally found love like or maybe I was thinking about Adele yeah she found you know like Adele. Adele like now that she's like married or whatever is she still gonna make yeah you know, she found love in a hopeless place bro <laughs> uh, how about you do your albums now alright I mean I so 
So yeah, I mean, Milo, uh, you know, I don't listen to that much rap or any rap at all. Um, but my, my uh, Milo's album from last year, A Toothpaste Suburb, was just sort of uh, thrown on my wait, desk. Wait, wait, wait. Something's happening in Death Grips. There's a Death Grip show right now. What? What? Death Grips just posted their Facebook page. Live right now, they're posting. What is this? We have breaking news, folks. What? Please what? hang tight. I am. Death Grips is. It just, I have no idea what this is. I have to watch this later. I can't watch this now because we're in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> Hang on to your hats, folks. This is, cr- wow. We have breaking death grips. What, what would any podcast be without at least a mention of death grips? Yeah, they're back. They're back together. What a surprise. Oh, my God. Thank God. Fashion week. Yo, I saw death grips once. They were terrible. Fuck you. They're amazing live. I mean, they were totally them. out of place. It was ridiculous. It was like the crowd liked them, though. I mean, it's it's insane. They're supposed to. Be. It was weird. It was it was it was hard, but they went so hard, bro. Okay. All right, back to your album. Sorry, that was All right. death, breaking death grips news. I'll look at it later. All right. So, I guess I already talked about this one like a little bit, but um. It doesn't really have a title, which is like unbelievably annoying. But uh, the new, the Full of Hell album from last year was like, I don't know, you know, it's hard to rank stuff, but um. You don't have to rank it. Just say whatever is good. All right. This is all right. Well, I am gonna rank it. Okay. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And oh. And so this is definitely my favorite album of the year. Um, it took everything that Full of Hell's done so far and just sort of made it a little thicker and heavier and a little more metal, a little less hardcore. Um, and their, their first two albums were fantastic, were just ridiculously good. Um, you know, specifically their first album, Roots of Earth, like Consuming My Home, is... Uh, you know, truly fantastic. I wish they would play more. I wish they would have played more of it at that show because it's you know it's just ridiculously innovative. Um, you know, with with them, so I should talk about like what this band is. Uh, there's, you know, they they definitely incorporate some noise elements, which is why like they did this thing with Mersbo, even though he's you know he actually, he's actually sort of like featured on maybe like three songs throughout this album. Uh, but they sort of incorporated like noise elements throughout their the first two albums, you know, and obviously the same with the third one with Mersbo. Um, you know, but they also sort of a fusion of, of grind and death metal and hardcore into this sort of, like, like, bastard amalgam of, like, of those of those three three genres, and it's, it's hard to listen to at first. Um... And then you start to pick out these riffs, and you sort of see the beauty in the, in this chaos. Um, and and lo- and looking at their artwork right now, you can sort of see that reflected in these sort of you know grayscale paintings, photographs of like bones and smoke, and just beauty into in dissonance. And it's a it's a beautiful thing. I really haven't stopped listening to this. Um, since since it came out, it came out on Profound Lore, which, uh, if you know anything, which I'm sure most of you please do not, uh, Profound Lore is the, you know has like the most sophisticated, best uh, metal records in in the present era. Uh, second, this is my sort of anomaly. Uh, hold on, hi Maya. Hi. Hi. I'm doing it. What's up? Hi. Hi. It's not August. It's the server. My leave those records there. Bye. Bye, Maya. I love you. Good night. Are you going to sleep? Are you going to sleep? Okay. Good night. 
I'm back. Nice. Hello, listeners. We have one. Um, Some creepy guy who's just, this is his thing. mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Wait, you said we have one, we have one listener? Yeah. Seriously? No. We're not, no one's listening yet. We haven't posted this yet. Oh, okay. Alright, well, if anyone actually listens to this ridiculously immature, like, poorly put together podcast, then I salute you. Um, Okay, so, my second album is, uh, The Orwell's Disgraceland. Um, they're not metal, uh, at all. They're from Chicago, or, like, so proudly, you know, right outside of Chicago, and in the, you know, the tough, mundane suburbs that have inspired so much of their, you know, vagrant antics and whatever, whatever. I mean, it's not as, like, garagey as their first album. And it's just a little more, like, hooky, like, more, like, poppy, you know, so to speak. Um, but But it's really good. It has balls. It's fun to listen to, you know. Um, they're, you know, they're great in concert. I've seen them, like, whatever, like, twice. At that concert that you missed because you're a fool. I was away. I wish I, I could have been there. I could, I don't, whatever. And, yeah, they're great, you know. If, you, if they ever come around to y'all's town, you should definitely take some time out of your daily routine and, and go check them out because they're fun. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, take some uh, out of that daily routine. Take some time, definitely. Yeah, I was watching. I was watching an interview with them just like right before this podcast, where they, where uh, Mario, uh, the singer, he's like telling a story about how they met Waka Flocka Flame. That's pretty in an elevator in New York City, and how he told them that his managers proposed like a collaboration with Lincoln Park. Oh God! And he said, "No, <laughs> I do not want Lincoln Park." That's not like what he said, but like, <laughs> but he, he, he turned he was, down the offer. That's what he felt. That's what he felt. Uh, rumor has it he was also shirtless in this New York City building because when does walk off like a wear a shirt? <laughs> he goes hard. Uh, okay, all right. So let me see. All right, all right, all right. Next is a metal band, uh, Gridlink, Long. Long Hena, uh, Long Hina. Okay, um, it's grindcore, but not in the traditional sense. It's very technical, very. Um, I mean, obviously. Um, no, but it's exactly what Gridlink has been churning out for three albums. Um, you know, it's 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 so much a case of like that one scene in. Um, You've got mail. Where, uh, uh, whatever the black dude says to Tom Hanks, you know, you know, I see, I see that woman. You know, Tom Hanks is like waiting outside the cafe for his blind date. He's like, I see that woman in there, and you know, if you don't like Kathy, you ain't gonna like her either. Basically, because it's like it's a long story. You have to see the movie. My point being, if you if like if you didn't like Orphan, like it's not like you're gonna like like this. Like there are no ballads on this. Okay, it's it's frenetic. It's like sort of it's sort of like what you'd expect from like Japanese dudes playing grindcore. It's just like ridiculously fast and technical, and it's not grind in like the sense of of like Napalm Death or you know more modern bands like like Pig Destroyer. And br- and brutal truth. It's like, I mean, it's sort of like if the Dillinger Escape Plan started playing grind, and you know, sort of started playing some sort of music that was more derivative of grind than uh, than hardcore. Because I mean, I mean, it's mind blowing. You know, it's a uh, it's one of those albums like you listen to and you're like, that was sour. But um, you got to listen to it. It's it's sort of um. You know, a lot of people have called it, like, beautiful grindcore. Like, that's not a thing. That doesn't exist. Like, but, um, but this is cool. Uh, it's cool. There's nothing else. Um, fourthly, 
uh, Triptychon, um, Milana Casmata. It's like, it means like black chasm in like Italian or something, or like Latin, like who cares? And it's like, I think by definition, it's like, it's like gothic metal, but it incorporates like sort of doom, uh, black metal to, to a lesser extent, but a lot, a lot of doom. It's just like ridiculously heavy, like, like Tom Warrior's like purpose on this earth is just like to be heavy, you know, like, like all the stuff he's done with Celtic Frost and Hellhammer, you know, you know, obviously nothing like Triptychon, not nothing like Triptychon, okay. Glitching. But if you, if you get my point, and you know, so I mean, it's sort of you know, it's basically a continuation of their first album, Episteria Daimonis. It's, you know, like there might be like another syllable in like the demon word, but um, but yeah, uh, it's really good. There, there's some standout tracks on here. Um, you know, the first one. It's just ridiculously heavy. It's like one of those songs you want to listen to while driving if you want to like turn into like a Terminator warrior and just like smash through cars on the highway. Like that's the song you listen to. Uh, um, there's some really nice cleansing. It's sort of, you know I could go on listen to it. It's just really good. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, next um, another album in a genre that I have absolutely no knowledge of. Um, is been nothing. Uh, they uh, uh, they they were on A three eighty nine records, but they're never gonna play an A three eighty nine bash. Um, you know, because because they do play you know very like dreamy, melodramatic <laughs> shoegaze. Um, you know, shoegaze. You know, I mean. I listen to Loveless and like that Drive song by Swerve Driver or Duel, excuse me, it's called Duel. Okay, and I mean, I already sound what juvenile enough about this genre, so I'm just gonna stop and just say that like nothing, like Guilty of Everything, which is the name of this Nothing album, is you know it's, it's to the point. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's repetitive, it's, it's shoegaze, but, um, you know, if you know the backstory of this band, you sort of get where it's coming from, and it can sort of, like, touch you, uh, like, like, Jerry Sandusky, it'll touch you, <laughs> um, sorry, I had to take a second to laugh at my own joke, um, <laughs> that's how you know it's a good joke, so, yeah, so the backstory of this band is that, like, the, uh, the frontman, Dominic Palermo, he he was in like a couple like punk bands in California or wherever, uh, and he was like, you know, going to shows and like you know roughing stuff up like whatever. He was he was a punk, you know, good for him. Uh, and then he he got sent to jail for like aggravated assault with like a knife, like a deadly weapon or whatever. What happened? And so he's in jail for like two years, and uh, he comes out, and you know he like does some soul searching for four years ish, and finally starts nothing, and he puts out a couple EPs as this nothing band, uh, one of which on A three eighty nine, uh, called Downward Years to Come, which totally made like ripples in this uh, in the shoegaze community, which again I know nothing about, um, and. In all honesty, I found nothing special in that extended play. Um, but, you know, especially as compared to this album, which is, you know, very grabbing, like, instantly. And reading through the lyrics, sheet, you really get a sense this is coming from the heart. And so, so I appreciated that greatly. Um, next up, I have uh, Spine. Uh, 2014 LP called uh, Time Has Gone. Uh, it's on Bad Teeth Recordings from Chicago. Um, you know, it's it's sort of power violence. Not totally unsimilar from uh, Weekend Nachos, which I, like, mentioned, you know, disfavorably or unfavorably. Disfavorably is not a word. <laughs> unfavorably earlier. 
Um, you know, and I said they're like weekend nachos because I'm like this band Sex Prisoner, which is like a personal favorite, who also play power violence, but a very like gritty, dirty, distorted version of it. Spine, you know, weekend nachos, but you know, I'm done talking about that band. Uh, Spine is it's, it's sort of it's sort of cleaner cut. Um, you know, you know, sort of calculated, not in like the grid sense, like like calculated and like technical, but but just calculated, like like well thought out, well planned out. Like these, you know, these songs are written and executed professionally. You know, as professional as it gets in power violence. Um, you know, it starts, it stops, it goes fast, it goes slow, but it's it's very fulfilling and it's short, very much to the point. Um, very good. Uh, they've, they put out a couple 45s on Bad Teeth previously, but, um, this is really spine showing their full potential. I was very, very happy with this output. Um, all right, so I've been taking a ton of time, I think. Uh, should we go on to, um, albums we're most looking forward to? Yeah, I mean, can I, like, plug one more album? No. No, all it's right. fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right, all right. Um, so, so that the band Thou from uh, from New Orleans, uh, they put out another one of their brilliant, brilliant, brilliant uh, Doom albums. Doom Sludge, like Sludge in the sense that it's just very aggressive and overpowering, but um, you know, it's it's also just it's, it's heavy. And, and poetic, um, you know, but, but truly it's, it's just like crushing. And it's not like, you know, a lot of people use the term monolithic to describe doom, okay? And like, so when I think of monolithic, okay, I think of like the Sleep Elm Dope Smoker, okay? It's monolithic in that it's an hour of variations on the same exact riff, okay? That's monolithic, okay? Or, like, um... Or, like, I don't know, like, monolithic, like, emperors, like, in the Nightside Eclipse. That's, like, an hour of, like, eight black metal songs that, look, they're great, like, whatever. (laughs) There's, like, very... It's only, like, very... Nuanced differences between these eight, you know, innovative whatever they have keyboards like that's a fantastic song. Um, that now it changes. It's fluid. You know, it's it's not tied to this you know boundary of like what like doom is supposed to sound like coming out of New Orleans. So there's that, and there's also an album that Relapse put out but somehow didn't get nearly enough like publicity as it should have uh, by Indian uh, called From All Purity and I think I like tried to get you to listen to this um, I don't remember it I know it's really good it's really good it's just ridiculously heavy uh, in, in like a refreshing sense you know they, they also have sort of like noise elements uh, they they have a side you know two of the members have like another band called Lord Mantis which also put out like a like a noisy sludge of them. You know, which is, you know, also fantastic. You know, Body Choke is a great song. Uh, all right, I'm done. Uh, I'm done. Let's move on. T- albums we're looking forward to in 2015. Some of these have already come out for me, but I don't care. Um, Joey Badass's first album, which is already out, it's good. I liked it. I didn't listen to it that much, but it's good. Moving on. Um, Savages. <laughs> Savages. Really good post-punk band. Really enjoyed their fir- first... I think it was their first album. Um, they were really powerful. I, I really like their first album. I still listen to it on a good amount. Um, I don't, I'm a bit hesitant because they put out a really weird album with this guy named Bo Ningen, if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, so they're supposedly coming off a new thing this year, and I am very, very excited for them because they just the... They were so pounding and so powerful last year. It was so good. Or was it last year? I don't even remember. I think it was last year. It, it's it was definitely last year, bro. <laughs> definitely. And one of your favorite bands, but you're not looking forward to this album, Modest Mouse, Strangers to Ourselves. 
probably not going to be very good. But I'm I don't know. I don't know. Look. Look, did I... I thought Lampshades on Fire was a great it's song. It's a great okay. song. Thank you. But I thought I thought Coyotes was, like, that was awful. unbearably it, bad. I couldn't finish the song, honestly. Yeah, no. Uh, and then they put out a third song, too, but I haven't listened to that yet because I, I was just so unenthused by yeah, the... Yeah, Coyotes was awful. I, yeah, I did not enjoy that. Yeah, let's keep going. Radiohead. They've, they haven't put out a bad album. Um, if you say so. Oh, except Pablo Honey. Pablo Honey's awful. Um, um, Yo, did you ever listen to that Tom York side project yeah, thing, I've, the Adams for Peace? Yeah, uh, Adams for Peace, no. I listened to his solo album. But no, yeah, how was that? Um, um, it's, the, the album's okay. It's like a 6 out of 10. Um, it's, it's decent. It's nothing special. I mean, he's good at what he does. He makes weird, um, uh, he makes weird stuff, but it's not too weird on this track. Um, it's just kind of normal for what you'd expect him to put out. That's it's kind of bland, but it's 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 innovative and whatever. Um, cool. So yeah, Radiohead. Excited. King of Limbs was a bit of disappointment, but still. Um, Whatever Kanye West puts out, I know you hate Kanye West, but Jesus. I don't know, no, 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 no. I don't hate Kanye West. I don't understand Kanye West. Okay, that's a very that's a. What do you not understand about Kanye West? Um, I don't understand why he well, well why he can be so like you know revered for his producing skills. Listen to have you listened to Jesus? Yeah, I've yeah I have listened to Jesus. We talked about Jesus. We did. I don't even remember. I'm sorry. I'm like, look, like, I didn't hate Yeezus, but, like, I found something that was just more, way more, like, abstract, like, like, Milo's album, or, you know, or yeah, Bus Driver's yeah, yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, I like, like those hardcore. more. I like those more, because they're more interesting and more identifiable, identifiable with me. Um, but. But, like, Yeezus wasn't bad. Like, I enjoyed some of those songs. Yeah. So, I'm really pumped for that, but I, based on the singles, it's going to be shitty, and I'm not going to like it. Um... <laughs> Four or five seconds, whatever it is. That's an awful song. Um, is that actually going to be on his album? Or is I think, that just I like think it's going to be on both of their albums. I'm not mistaken. Oh, and they're only that was bizarre. Only one or something. I, it's all bad. It's not my thing. So I'm probably not going to like it. Um, Panda Bear meets the Grin Reaper by Panda Bear. Already came out. Already very good. Listened to it a bunch of times. It's, hey, it's who's good. Panda Bear? Do you not know? No, I do know. I was trying to like make fun of you. Because in that other podcast, you were all like, who's Panda Bear? And they were like, oh. uh, dude, it's the dude from Animal Collective. And you're like, who's Animal Collective? Yep, I do other podcasts, and I act like an idiot on them, too. Um, so <laughs> moving on, Dear Tommy by The Chromatics. Um, they released the first single yesterday, and it's real, 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 real good. Um, and it's going to be good. Real good. It's real good. It's like some real good. <laughs> it's some really good synthy disco shit, and it's gonna Johnny Jewel's gonna deliver again. I think. I can't imagine him not. Um, next, run the jewels three. Run the. Ju- I like run the jewels two. I like run the jewels one. Mm-hmm. I like all of L- LP's stuff. I like all of Killer Mike stuff. It's gonna be a good album. Meow the jewels is gonna be fun too. Um. Slater Kenny. What is what is Meow the Jewels like? What what is Meow the Jewels? They're gonna rap. Their LP is re re recording all the beats from Run the Jewels, two with cat meowing. Seriously? Yep, it's gonna be hilarious. I'm already I uh, I paid ten dollars the Kickstarter because I'm a terrible person who doesn't give money to charity. Nice. Okay. Sit. I respect that. <laughs> um. Next is No Cities to Love by Sleater Kinney. Actually, the money from Cat Run the uh, um, Meow the Jewels is going to benefit the family of Michael Brown, I think. So it's actually going to charity. Besides that, um, No Cities to Love, already listened to it like five times. It's fucking good. It's, it's what you want, everything you could want out of a Slater Kinney reunion album. It's so so good. The riffs are so good. The vocals are just so powerful. I love this album. It's it's real. I wish it could have been a little bit better, but it's real good. 
Are you going to see them at the 9.30 club? It's on a not Tuesday or Wednesday, and I can't pull that off. I want to. I really wanted to. That's true. I just, weeknights are hard. Mm-hmm. Um, my most anticipated album, and it's a really big album for me, um, The Wrens will hopefully release their um, fourth album after the one of my favorite albums of all time, The Meadowlands. It's so, Meadowlands is so, so, so good. It, uh, um, and th- they released one snippet of a song back in July. I'm really looking forward to this album. I hope it gets out this year. I really do, because it's, it's going to be good. It, or it's, it's either going to be spectacularly bad, and that's okay, because... Or it's going to be one of the greatest albums of all time. So, excited either way. Max, what are you looking forward to? Alright, well, just to get this out of the way, because it's sort of, like, mandatory. But, you know, Tool, you know, maybe Tool can, like, pull something out of that, you know, out of off their sleeves or whatever. And, because it's been, like, nine years, and, you know, just sort of, like, been hanging here. You know, not a, not a big fan of A Perfect Circle, you know, sue me. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, this band Failure from, um, from, like, the 90s or whatever, sort of, sort of grungy, but in a sort of more artsy, more, more, uh, more open sense, um, you know, they're recording their album right now, uh, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited for that, I'm not, like, I saw, I saw them at the Fillmore, in Silver Spring, not the actual film, or because, uh, because whatever, and you know they were great. They put on a really great show. They're like kind of old, but like, you know, it was it was enjoyable. It, it was uh, it was great. Their album Fantastic Planet is is you know definitely, you know, a grunge classic as far as I'm concerned. Um, underrated, underknown. Check it out, Fantastic Planet. Um, but, so there's that, and there's Tool, uh, Tool and Failure go way back, you know, Failure used to open up for Tool back in the good old days, like the days of Enema, um, you know, not the days of Undertow, just so we're clear, because that album sucks, and so does Opiate EP, but that's an entirely different discussion, um, Alright, back to the music. Um, now, we, now I feel like our radio station. Back the, to the music. After the break. Okay, that's our musical interlude. We're back to our regular programming. Alright, um, first, uh, I have Ken Mode. Um... They're a band from uh, from Winnipeg, Canada. I don't know like what province in Canada because like it's Canada. <laughs> Who cares? Um, they're, they're sort of like like, like noise rock. Um, so sort of you know hardcore. Um, but you know, but um, I mean not not noise rock in the sense of like you know. Terramellos, like not you know nothing like that, but like, but uh, you know, sort of hyper. They're like hyper hardcore um, or metalcore, I guess, because you could say they blend the elements of the two genres, but not. And let's be clear, like I've said, metalcore a couple times. Like I'm not talking about like whatever, like like asking Alexandria or something. I'm talking about like literally like bands that combine hardcore. And metal, so like integrity or converge. Okay, those are the two like cornerstone metalcore bands. Okay, like just so we're clear. Okay, like I'm not talking about like you know any of those like you know bands that are called metalcore. Metalcore that like range from anywhere from like literally from like Sleeping with Sirens to like born of Osiris. Um no. Not not talking about like garbage. Like crap. Um but Kenmo, they they have an album coming out on Profound Lore, just like Full of Hell, called Success. Um hopefully it'll be a success. 
because their albums just keep getting better. Um, you know, they've been, their album from um, from 2013 called Entrench was truly fantastic. Um, it was a great album to listen to, like on the bus or something, because it makes you want to like jump out of the window of the bus and just like like punch somebody. I don't know. Um, that was cool. Uh, Sex Prisoner is coming out with you know supposed was supposedly coming out with a uh, you know a full length album this year, which is like ridiculous. I mean, like full length, you know, like ten minutes long, probably, you know, probably, because you know Sex Prisoner, you know, power violence from, uh, from Tucson, Arizona, um, and along with bands like uh, like Antichrist Demon Core. They're sort of spearheading this sort of power violence revolution, um, and they they put out a self titled forty five um, to live away, you know, in like two thousand thirteen maybe, and they put out their state property forty five EP on bad teeth again, just like spine. Um, and, you know, their first album, you know, has such classic hits, uh, such as Piss When I Come, and, you know, You Can't Break, you know, do you know, I don't know if you know how it goes, You Can't Break Me, I Will Piss When I Come, it, you know, it was really catchy, um, and, you know, but their State Property EP from last year, from 2014, was, you know, awesome, just mind-blowingly great, um, you know, you know, if they ever come to your town, you know, you have to see them. They're definitely one of those like must see bands. Uh you know, so I'm excited for that. Uh most you also excited for this band Nails, who are also another sort of power violence band. But uh, you know, they sort of stick closer to sort of grind. Um and just like ridiculously heavy. Um ridiculously fast and then ridiculously slow. It's you know it's, Truly a beautiful thing. Um, you know, they put out two, like, albums. Albums. Uh, their first one was mastered by uh, by Kurt Bayou from Converge. Uh, you know, who's come to fame for his producing skills. Skills with a Z. Um, off topic again. Uh, so, I guess my favorite... I guess my most anticipated album I think it's probably going to be I'd probably go with Noisem um, I talked about Noisem before I talked about uh, their first album Agony Defined which was you know ridiculous so I just have this great memory of like of taking the bus through uh, through Georgetown it's like gross Georgetown Ugh. and um and listening to Agony Defined, I'm really thinking, like, wow, you know, this is, you know, listening to it on, you know, on my iPod for, like, um, you know, it came out early 2013, I think, and, uh, you know, I was still, like, getting into it, and, you know, listening to it, thinking, like, this is, like, a really, like, special thing that these dudes have come up with, like, um, you know, this, this is really, uh, this is, this is a big deal. You know, this is a big deal when it when it comes to breathing some new life into this, you know, sort of death, you know, thrash, thrash, well, a thrash scene, thrash scene that's suffering from bands like Municipal Waste and Ponded by Blood and like the list goes on, you know, like sort of like you know, Light King or you know, Lich King, like Lich King. Who are you know sort of in it for the jokes just as much as they are for the music? But you know, Noisem's in it for real. They're the real deal. Um, and so their second album called "Blossoming Decay" is coming out on A three eighty nine sometime very soon. They uh, they just got out of the studio. They finished you know recording it. You know, hopefully, probably in the process of being you know mastered. Mixed, perfected, you know, as we, as we converse, um, definitely very excited for that. You know, hopefully, it, they might mix it up. You know, maybe include like a ballad or something. Um, that that was a joke. You know, you you can laugh at that. 
<laughs> thanks, thanks, dude. No thanks. problem. Um, that—that's my list. If anything else, if I remember anything else, I'll interrupt Ethan and start talking about myself. What? Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Okay. So can we? So if we're going back to the best albums of 2014, sure. Um, this band called Jim Shorts from Rhode Island, which like you might have heard of. I don't know. I have actually. Yeah. Um. They're they're sort of this like like thrashy like surfy sort of like punk band. Um. You know, very very like New England. Not like not like Boston hardcore New England, but like just sort of like New England, like happy sunny, like like fun, you know, whatever milkshake New England. Um, you know, all from Wiener Records, right? A subsidiary of Burger Records, the the all too famous like you know garage punk garage rock Burger, yeah. label from yeah from California. I mean, y'all know. Um, but so the Jim Shorts tape uh, called No Backsies from 2014 uh, you know the hits you know Hey Parents and You Onlyville Once which is a parody on the the famous Drake song You Only Live Once in case any of you have been living under a rock and have never heard YOLO that's the motto back to you uh, Saber. Um, do we have anything more to talk about? Um, what have you been listening to this week? This week. That new Speedy um, Ortiz single. Yeah, I could care less about that. I didn't really? think it was like good. I loved it. That, yeah. I'm not, that um, line. Um, what is it? I'm. I'm not bossy. I'm the boss. God damn. Yeah, no I mean, I think Speedy Ortiz has sort of like run their course. Like Major Arcana was very good. And I think they're sort of like running out of ideas. Really? <laughs> I liked it a lot. Yeah. No, I mean I'm sure it'll be good, but um, I still still need to listen to that Grass is Green band. You know, I'm really like really wanna really wanna listen to them because they were good. Yeah. Let's see who. What else? I've been listening to Block Party. You don't really. Really? Yeah. Their their first album is really good. It's a lot better than their later stuff, and it's a lot of fun. Right. Um, earlier than this week, I was listening to this band, this artist named Vessel. Really okay. cool. Electronic noise. Really weird, random, artsy kind of stuff. It's fun. It's not fun. It's really dark and brooding. I don't know why I said it's fun. Um, Courtney yeah. Barnett. Didn't mm-hmm. finally listen to her. This single, Pedestrian at Best. You would like this, actually. It's really, it's a banger. It's good. It's a banger. I, it's good. It's a good song. I um, a couple new Swerve Driver singles in the Open Mike Eagle EP. Mm-hmm. I already talked about. So yeah, because Swerve Driver has a new album, don't they? Yeah, coming not now. Yeah, no, I know, really. Yes. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. Um. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah. What about you? What? what okay. Um. Let's see. Uh, you know, I've been really trying to get into the uh, the Paul Bearer album from last year. And I think a lot of people really liked it, but I just thought it was sort of lazy. Like, I thought their first album was really imaginative, maybe not, like, innovative. But, um, you know, as far as doom metal goes, it was really, like, uplifting and, yeah. and beautiful. And and I tried to get you to listen to it. <laughs> you know. This is, like, a recurring theme in the podcast. I, don't know you... I feel like this is going to be the majority of the podcast. It's just going to be... Uh, Max is going to talk about metal, and we're eventually going to find three bands we'll have in common. We, right, but so, <laughs> so I've I've listened to that and like it has its moments, but like mo but like literally just moments and in like this hour long Doom album, you know, just just moments of euphoria, you know, isn't gonna cut it. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm I'm sticking with uh sticking with Sorrow and Extinction, the first album. You know, I'm sti- I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. Uh. Um uh, other than that, you know, uh, I've listened to a lot of Parquet Courts since that, since that concert. That was a lot of fun. That show was good. It was a really great concert. I'm glad I got to shove you around a bit. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was. Oh. Yeah. Um, God, Master of My Craft is just such a good song. But yeah, I've been listening to uh, to their 
two out two albums from last year, both of which are really good. You know, y'all listening should check out um, Sunbathing Animal came out first. That's super obscure album. Never Is it really? No. All right, I mean, yeah, I mean, if, you, if like, unless you're living under a rock, like, you know who parquet courts are at this point. Yeah. They're the great. But, like, Sunbathing some Animal's good. Content Nausea is, like, better. It's, like, very sort of, like, art rocky in a way. Like, not, not like, in a Lou Reed way, but, like, you know, you know, there's sort of, like, these, like, sort of more noisy, like, ambient passages where Andrew Savage is just reciting this, like, um... To, to quote Anthony Fantano, which I can't believe I'm doing, <laughs> his twisted poetry, um, you know, well, you know, all of this, this sort of like feedback, um, you know, it's very good. A song called "The Map" is very good. The title track, "Content Nausea," is you know is great. Um, but 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 the song uh, "Uncast Shadow of a Southern Myth." That's a good song. From, from, yeah, and um, from "Content Nausea." And from Somebody the Animal, uh, the song Instant Disassembly is, uh, is, yeah, I mean, they played that on Saturday. Um, yeah, that one's, you know, I, that was really good. Definitely, definitely worth a listen. Um, I've been listening to some pre-Jane Doe Converge, um, you know, which is great. Uh, Petitioning the Empty Sky. Uh, you know, specifically the first song from that album, uh, "The Saddest Day." You know what? It's like it's like it's almost like six minutes long, I think. And uh, uh, just every time I listen to it, my jaw drops because it starts out with this like you know very thrashy, thrashy riff, and it, this song changes like ten times. You know, from fast to, to like slower to just to just these like breakneck speeds, and it's. You know, it's a totally different converge from, you know, what we know and love, you know, in the post-You Fail Me era. But, um, oh, Jesus Christ, man. You know, so, so, sometimes I forget that, like, stuff happened before Jane Doe. Um, but stuff did happen, you know, specifically with Petitioning the Empty Sky. Um, that, that's a great album. That's a great album. Uh, I think... Anything else here now? I don't know. I'm, I'm like looking over at my stereo trying to think. Uh, <clears throat> Earthless. Earthless is this. Um, they're on TP Records. From which, honestly, like you may know, like TP Records is sort of gaining a lot of, I don't know, popularity uh, with bands like The Shrine. And, uh, you know, they used to have Graveyard. You know, Graveyard's been catapulted into popularity by uh, Nuclear Blast. But, um, I don't know, Nuclear Blast is a total joke, but, like, it's not an album, by the way. It's a record label, uh. Nuclear Blast, for, for everyone listening. Um, but but the Shrine album, Primitive Blast, which is also on TP, is that's a great album. But Earthless, there's an instrumental band, um... On you know sort of sort of like stoner jammy, uh, and their album from 2013 called From the Ages is just like truly spectacular, and they're you know they're um, they they played a set you know with the Shrine uh, at the Rock and Roll Hotel over the summer or no no no, no that's not true in like geez in April of last year it must have been. Um, you know, and then they're just fantastic. So, like, Earthless, if you're sort of, if you just want to, like, space out for a while, Earthless is the way to go. I'm out. That's good. I'm done. Uh, should we end here? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's end it, bro. We had an hour. That's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to, let's say goodbye. Goodbye. Any, any parting words of wisdom, bro? Um, there's more to, um... What is it? There's, oh shoot! I need to quote the legendary MC Ride. Um, there's, there's nothing uh, to fear but fear itself. That's FDR. Um, yeah. What is it? Um, I'm a rhinestone. There's more. T- um, there's more than. Um, there's more. Oh, responsibility is nice, but um, there's um, getting something about getting your dick sucked all night. Just you know. 
Or road all night. That's it. All right, I get, I get the gist. All right, and um, yeah. I guess it's my parting words because I always get the last word. Um, I'd like to quote the legendary Ken Mode. Um, I thought I'd learn, but I'm an idealist. I thought I'd wait, but I deserve it. How about we go out of our way to complicate the process? There's a certain thrill to this strategy. No matter how idiotic it may seem, let's blur the lines until the flames drown in wax and there's nothing left to give slash take. Bye, everyone. I want it all.